Did you know a podcast episode like this can provide literally dozens of marketing content assets for your business? It's brought to you by Content Monster, your go-to for engaging marketing content, like this podcast or remote video production. It's not just a podcast, it's your marketing powerhouse. Visit contentmonster.com to learn more. That's contentmonsta.com. Welcome to the Security on Cloud podcast. Brought to you by Anishin, where cloud security and compliance are top of mind. Join the conversation with your host, Scott Emo. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome. You're listening to the Security on Cloud podcast live on Anishin Radio, and I'm your host, Scott Emo. You may notice that this episode sounds a bit different than past episodes. My co-host, John Vecchi, has moved on to pursue other passions of his. And for all of us here at the podcast, we wish him well on his future endeavors. But not to worry, I plan on keeping the Security on Cloud podcast information flowing to make sure that you have the latest on what's going on in the world of cloud security. And so we don't miss a beat on that information flow. We have a great topic for you today. There's always been speculation that the global COVID-19 pandemic forced many IT departments into a scramble and forced the issue of many cloud application migrations, often way earlier than planned, to support ongoing business operations in their companies. But to what extent and to what benefit has always been a guess? Well, until now. Anishin and the Panaman Institute teamed up and implemented a study to help quantify exactly this. And with that, let me introduce our guest for this episode. He's the chairman and founder of the Panama Institute and is considered a pioneer in privacy auditing. He was appointed by the White House to the Data Privacy and Integrity Advisory Committee for the Department of Homeland Security. He was appointed to the Advisory Committee for Online Access and Security for the United States Federal Trade Commission. And he was also appointed to two California State Task Force on Privacy and Data Security Laws. He earned his PhD at Union College and a master's at Harvard University and attended the doctoral program in system sciences at Carnegie Mellon University. Coming to us from Northern Michigan, I'd like to welcome our guest, Dr. Larry Poneman. Welcome, Larry. Thank you, Scott. What a wonderful introduction. Really appreciate it. Oh, it's great to have you here today. So thank you. you Larry, you know, before we get started um, I, on, on the whole report and everything, sure. I have to figure that most of our listeners have read your research at one time or another in their careers. And I think so. I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I, I bet that that's a pretty good guess. And I'm sure that they've heard of the Panama Institute, but they likely have never heard from you directly. You know, so. Mm -hmm. You have a like you have a ridiculously impressive background, <laughs> and and I didn't even scratch the surface on that in that intro. So let's if I if I could just take one thing out of that whole thing, sure. could you share with our readers and our and our and our listeners here what is it like being a data privacy and integrity advisor for the Department of Homeland Security? Well, to be honest with you, I'm not a politician, so working for the government had its good days and bad days. On the bad day side, there would be points of disagreement with the professional politicians. Uh, and a good day, you would basically get through it with a smile on your face, find a nice pub usually, 
<laughs> to uh, to enjoy yourself after a day from hell working uh, on all sorts of issues. Nice. But it's never it's there's always something interesting, and our government is shifting and changing right now on a bunch of issues that affect privacy, data protection, and security. And you know we'll, we'll see what it looks like, the, the country looks like in a couple of years. Yeah, well, that's politics, isn't it? That's um, politics. Well, you know what? Let's uh, instead of talking politics, let let's get to it. Um, let, let's go and. and um, and get to the report that we published sure. together. Um, it's called the the post COVID cloud boom. All right, can can you tell us uh, a little bit about the concept of the study and what we were trying to find out? Exactly. Well, we wanted to study what's referred to as a cloud boom during the pandemic because it was our belief that organizations were hit pretty hard with COVID nineteen. Uh, they didn't really know exactly how to respond and what controls they needed to have in place from an IT and IT security perspective. And the general theory was that the just the, the changes that required made organizations grossly inefficient. And our hypothesis was actually pretty bold because we said, that's malarkey. Why would an organization decrease its security and privacy and other activities in IT? And uh, in fact, we believed in our proposition or, or hypothesis that some organizations, the good organizations, would see this as an opportunity to shift and change in a very positive way and have better security as a result. Those were our, our, that was our main hypothesis. And you'll see later in the conversation that that is, in fact, what we found. Uh, great. Well, you, so so the, you. the the boom part refers to the growth in cloud services on on multiple fronts, and I think exactly. we're going to probably cover those. So, but before we go into into it specifically, who did you survey to try to get all these insights? Like, what are some of the demographics and titles we talked to before we get into it too far? Sure. Well, the study was pretty complex. It contained actually two independent samples or groups. One about six hundred and forty three individuals in IT and IT security. Most of these people had experience with more than five, in fact, mostly nine or 10 years on average. So we had people who were really experienced in IT as well as in security and security being a little bit more broad than IT. But in general, we had some people who really knew this stuff. Uh, the other sample, a much smaller sample involved CISOs, people who are C-level executives in most cases for their organizations who lead security and IT and cloud and a whole bunch of other activities. So the combination of these two samples gave us insights into what was really going on. That That's great. And so we actually hit um, multiple levels in a company, those that, that were actually doing the work, you know, and, uh, you know, getting their hands dirty and right. the folks that were making the decisions. Exactly. These were people who weren't afraid to step up and do what was right for their organization. You know, you, so we do a lot of studies in politics, again, in IT and IT security can be pretty severe. The people who lead IT and IT security, they know it needs to be done, but they're afraid if they bring it to their boss, they're going to get into trouble or you know, be a whistleblower in their own sure. company. They don't see a lot of forward movement, positive movement, but this was a different st story or scenario just because the consequences were so significant. Everyone was potentially getting sick. Organizations didn't know about quarantine, or if they did quarantine, how could they ensure that it was being done properly? All these things. Made, made most people very sick mentally as well as probably physically with, with the virus itself. Yeah, and, and the things were changing every day, right? Every uh, day. The, the information coming out was, was every day and they had to react, but many times they didn't know how to react. So exactly. it, it was very interesting times we, we you know, the, the entire world went through. Oh, so, I know. 
Well, so given the report, you know, were there any big ahas that stood out to you in the in the report? Sure. Well, we found that business growth actually increased. More better and more sophisticated uses of cloud technologies occurred over the period of uh, almost a year and a half during the pandemic years, at least overlap, overlapping pandemic years. And so the, the theory that this is going to cause businesses to suffer and decline was not, did not bear out. You know, in fact, we, we see the opposite, but business growth actually increased pretty significantly for, during most of the pandemic year. So it's, uh, that was, I think, a aha moment where, you know, we were looking at the data and we said, let's run the survey, the, the data once or twice in our technology. And we got that same result that business growth actually increased. Um, also, business risk, which is the, uh, the analog to business growth in our model, actually did not significantly increase, which is, you know, you always worry, about, well, we have a higher mean, but a, but a much higher standard deviation. And the reality is that organizations were doing a good job on growth and also a very good job on risk containment. The combination of the two actually changed the perception that this is a nightmare forever and you know, most companies are going to suffer as a result. There was no evidence of that, at least in our, in our survey. All right. And so uh, th- th- I think I heard three different, uh, three different I kind of overall, overall findings in there, you know, increased sure. business growth, um, business risk or improved security posture and, um, and, and actually you know, financial strength for some, for some companies. Right. Exactly. On the financial so, side, we, we estimated a kind of a high worst case scenario of the cost of the event, about 13 or 14 million. But if they were doing this in a cloud environment rather than on-premise, the savings would be about $4.3 million. So there was actually cost savings in some cases by allowing organizations primarily to work from a home office or you know a remote location. And the, that in and of itself made organizations much more efficient and much, much more likely to invest in, in uh, cloud technologies. We saw that across the board in all the industries. We looked at 14 different industry sectors in the study. Wow. Wow. Well, so so let's back up for a minute and kind of start to drill down on on, a, on those those findings. Sure. So you were you you actually um uh you actually took the last one first and kind of drug drug down a little bit uh, uh-huh. a little bit more about the finan- greater financial strength. Um, right. Is there any anything more about that area that um that that the that uh, I mean that's that's pretty amazing that uh, you know improved financial strength of a lot of the businesses out there. Um, right. To, uh, is, was there any anything else that was interesting in that in kind of that that section of uh, of the aha? Sure. The other part of that was that organizations, because they realized that they were operating more efficiently and effectively in many cases, they're making more and better investments in cybersecurity technologies, specifically encryption, tokenization, and other tools that protect data. Specifically, were being made by organizations that they would because they ended up having like a surplus. They thought they had a surplus as a result of cost efficiencies. And we saw this across the board, but the primary focus was to protect data. And that data would be normally in encrypted mode and would include intellectual property. So organizations were very sensitive that during this time that you wouldn't want bad guys hacking into your systems and doing damage that could happen to any organization, especially during the, uh, you know, during the cloud boom. Uh, that that's really good. That that's really good. So you'll be um in 
so improve financial strength and 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 it kind of drilled down to a number of you know a number of different areas and we're we're kind of weaving in and out of um of the three areas and it's kind of, because they really are interconnected it's it's kind of hard to 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 piece out the the three takeaways that uh, that, that you got because they are right. so interrelated um yeah. you mentioned um you know improve cloud you know well, you mentioned mentioned uh, business risk did not necessarily go up, and you could do the inverse of that and just say you, you know uh, companies had improved security posture. You gave right. some good examples of that, like improved improved um, encryption um, and uh, and and other pieces of the puzzle that they may not have had before, but they but but they implemented, which right. uh, which is that's goodness for the entire you know the entire industry. Yeah, absolutely true. A lot of organizations, they were, you know, maybe a little bit shy and did not feel like they wanted to make big investments during this period because of the risk that by being too open about what you're doing from a security perspective could be dangerous, that you're giving, you're tipping your hand to the bad guy, which is true that this is during a cloud boom, but this is probably true for any organization with any technology, and especially those that are focused on cloud. Um, but we basically found that the, the whole idea of risk management changed because we're dealing with people who are operating in a completely different environment working from home uh, and not necessarily having the training or, or policies to make that a, a safe situation so there were cases that you know where the system was broken a little bit it had to be repaired but in general as i said before business growth up business risk down technology investments made at a much higher rate than expected and this was true across the board, across 14 different industry sectors. We really looked at it from every different angle. When you do research, sometimes the, the gem is not the direct finding, but the interrelationship, the covariate relationships. And so we run, ran about 100 across, no, more than 100, I'm sure, cross tabs. And I was starting to dream at night at cross tabs, cross tabs. But uh, it resulted, I think, in some very interesting findings that we will you know, continue to write about in the future. Well, you you also mentioned in there, and and I and I know in the report that there was uh, increased uh, not only security but increased uh, remote worker productivity, right? Um, because you, well, you were kind of forced remote, right? I mean, that sure. because the pandemic forced people inside, um, and so we were able to increase, and and I think that showed up in the report as well, right? Be able yeah. to increase worker productivity. Um, by 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 X percent. I don't I don't know what the what the percentage, but um, we did find that that was helpful as well. Exactly. We did a study, a derivative study to this one, but we were looking at again the efficiency that organizations experience when they migrate to the cloud environment, not just the pandemic. We found that this workplace home workplace scenario was great if greatly improved the efficiency of individuals in the workforce. There's no question about that. In the study, this entire study alone, looking at that one of the cross tabs, we estimate that productivity went up by as much as 37% in some industries. Worker productivity went crazy and still is, if you look at it dollar for dollar, it's still higher than the, what happened in the olden days where we went to an office, a stodgy, especially a stodgy office, wearing a, wearing a business suit and a vest. <laughs> and not, not nowadays with uh, communication, very few people came to work with gym shorts. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> so our productivity did change because we could do wonderful meetings like this without having to get in a car or take a plane somewhere. Which uh, both of us may or may not be wearing gym shorts right now. I am uh, wearing gym shorts right now. <laughs> <laughs> 
and and that's awesome and, and you that makes a lot of sense too because um like commute time um my yeah. my commute is um you know was was uh downstairs and to the right right i mean that, that's that was that was the limit of your commute and, and love so it. And so all that all that commute time is is gone. So the part of part of uh, you know worker productivity might be just the time that you save from j- simply the commute. Um, That's right. Yeah. So the, it was really interesting stuff. This is this is great. Well, so I think it's probably safe to say that uh, we've been definitely able to quantify uh, that there was actually a cloud boom due mm-hmm. to the COVID pandemic. Yeah. Would you say? I would say that, and it's kind of an interesting finding, maybe a little weird for some people, but the general idea is that you can have a a crisis that's enormous, enormous problems for an organization or a country, region of the country, and people are smart. They figured out how to make it work. Not in every case, but in many cases. And it's the, you know, hats off to organizations that do this and are brave enough to step out and do it better than or, or first in line, you know, and we see some organizations are really very clever and very smart at dealing with these issues. Well, and we found out that um, in the uh, in the report that more folks, more companies were on that positive side than on the negative side. Yeah. Um, hence the, uh, the the name of the uh, the name of the report. Right. So after the crazy years of COVID-19 <laughs> and uh, you know, we're not quite done, I think uh, yeah, I there, we're there's done. still some. I sure hope we're done, but boy, um, you know, there is truly a silver lining in that cloud. There is. And, yeah, there really is. And by the way, pun intended there. It's a good bit pun, by the way. That's very good. <laughs> well, Larry, is, are, there, are there any other um, pieces in the, in, in the report that uh, you, wanna, you would like to bring up? Because we, we covered sure. a lot of the pieces there, but um, there, I know you did a, bun, a, a few other offshoots. Are there anything else that, uh, that our listeners might be uh, interested in hearing? Oh, that's great, Scott. We have a report that we think is pretty neat, and we'd like to give you a copy of it, if you don't mind. So, Scott, if you can help us get that report out to people listening, that would be great. Um, one last finding, it's be, be cool <laughs> and f- enjoy life, and don't necessarily follow the, the, the fear factor. That, I think, is one thing that organizations that did this well basically did, did it better than any, any other organization because they were confident and they basically implemented security in a way that was more effective and efficient. So we want organizations and people in the companies to be brave and not to not to be afraid of pandemics, even though we're most likely to see that happen again, if we're well, unlucky. You heard it first here, uh, Larry Ponemon saying, be bold, be brave. Um, right. go out, Go out there and, uh, and, and do that cloud security thing um, with the, with, to the best of your ability. Thank well, you. Larry, great discussion. Thanks so much for joining us today. If if our listeners want to find the full Panaman post-COVID cloud boom report, you can download that at www.anishan.com slash Panaman. And uh, Larry, if our listeners want to get in touch with you or look at any of the other reports, you know, many thousands of reports that you've done either recently sure. or in, in past years, wh- where could they go? Well, probably the research at Panaman.org. Poneman is not Pokemon, it's P-O-N-E-M-O-N at O-R-G. And so research at Poneman.org. And we're very lonely here in northern Michigan. So when people request a telephone call or a meeting, we are very happy to um, accommodate. Thank Excellent. you, Scott. And with the remote workers, that's, uh, that's going to be an easier, easier <laughs> this time than, right. uh, than before. Well, uh, remember, the Security on Cloud podcast is brought to you by Anishan. 
the leading cloud security and compliance automation provider, delivering the fastest path to security and compliance in the cloud. Thanks again to our guest, Dr. Larry Ponemon. And until we meet again, I'm Scott Emo. See you next time on Anishin Radio. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Security on Cloud podcast. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe so that you can join us again for another episode. And for tips, show notes, and more episodes, check us out at anishan.com. See you next time. Did you know a podcast episode like this can provide literally dozens of marketing content assets for your business? It's brought to you by Content Monster, your go-to for engaging marketing content like this podcast or remote video production. It's not just a podcast. It's your marketing powerhouse. Visit contentmonster.com to learn more. That's contentmonsta.com.